Welcome to Growing in Grace, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ. And now, here's the host of Growing in Grace, Mike Kapler and Joel Berizuki. Welcome once again to Growing in Grace. I'm Mike along with Joel. Great having you with us. Um, last week, Joel, we were talking uh, about uh, some passages of Scripture in the book of Colossians. We're going to kind of pick up where we left off there in uh, Colossians chapter 2 and hopefully uh, encourage you as you listen today, uh, encourage you and remind you that uh, no matter what it is you're going through, no matter how tough things are, when you're, when you're in Christ, Christ in you, there, there's nothing that can stop you from becoming what uh, God intends for you to be. I mean, there, you, can, you can walk in Him and experience true life. And, uh, Joel, it's just so exciting for me. I, I think about it constantly. Uh, I'm just so thankful to the Lord that I came into uh, greater knowledge of the freedom that we have in Christ and uh, at least somewhat of a better understanding than I did in my younger Christian years about his unconditional love. Well, indeed, you know, because I, I, you know, I spent a great portion of my uh, early Christian life seeking after peace and, and, and trying to find this place where I would where I would have peace, where I would have rest, where I would have joy in the Lord. And I was, I was praying for joy. I was praying for peace. And, you know, you can probably, you know, people listening can probably understand uh, that. Uh, but what, what I came to understand is that joy and peace and rest is a gift that I already have. It's something that I have it's a state of being that I have in the Lord Jesus Christ. And in fact, it's, it's not even so much that I'm seeking after, that I need to seek after those certain things, but it's the person, Jesus Christ, who lives in me, who lives in us, who, who dwells in us. That is where perfect peace is. That's where joy is. And, and that's where life really is. And so it, it that you know I am so thankful too, just like you're talking about, Mike, that I've come into this this understanding because no longer am I try, am I seeking after these things. But but if I don't feel peace, if I don't feel joy, if I don't feel like I'm resting in the Lord, it's not that I need to start seeking after these things again. But it's just that maybe my mind has gotten off of the person, the Lord Jesus Christ, and and so my mind gets back to. Jesus Christ, Christ and Him crucified. Like Paul said, I, don't, I didn't want to know anything among you except Christ and Him crucified. And then, ah, you know what? Then it, I'm just re- reminded and re-reminded of of the sacrifice that Jesus made and of the life uh, that he, he He rose again to, that I also rose again to with Him. And I understand that that's that's eternal life. You know, that's that's where it's all where it's all at in in the person Jesus Christ. Well, it's a good point. No matter what you think you're feeling right now or what you think you're experiencing, if you're in Christ, all of these good things, uh, starting with peace and, and going right on down the line, we, we could spend that. That might be a, a good subject to cover sometime. What is it that God has given us that so many of us Christians continue to seek after when we've already received it through Christ? It's already been given. Now, we may not feel like we're experiencing that, and I guess that's what I was alluding to earlier was, I was saved for a long time uh, as a child and uh, had a lot of productive years in in the Christian life, Joel, but uh, until uh, about 20 years into my Christian life, that is 20 years as a Christian, I I started to get a, a better understanding of what had been mine all along, God's unconditional love. 
And just because I didn't always feel that or I, I, I was constantly seeking after it uh, didn't mean that I didn't have it. And so I think you make a great point there. Yeah, so, uh, you know, we've been, you and I, Mike, we've been looking in Colossians uh, for the last several weeks. And uh, really some really good meaty stuff, meaty stuff, uh, some good stuff to to chew on and to, and to dwell upon. And, and uh, you know, we were talking about how the things that that were against us, which is basically the written law, and, and, and we went through that, so we won't go through all that again. But it was against us. God took it away and nailed it to the cross. And so, you know, we were talking last week, don't let people judge you in the things that you do or don't do, but let your mind realize and understand that the substance of this life is Jesus Christ himself. And when, and when you've got your mind set on the Lord Jesus Christ, as we said last week, it's not that we're going to start going to doing all these bad things, you know, because the, the grace of God is so much more powerful uh, you know, when, when the grace of God really does grip a person's life, it's not going to cause that person to want to do a lot of bad things because the person, Jesus Christ, by the Spirit of God, is living in us, and that Spirit causes us to want to, to desire to do godly things. And so, you know, that's kind of a summary of what we were talking about the last few weeks. And, and then moving on, uh, getting into Colossians 3, if then you were raised with Christ... Seek those things which are above, where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things of the earth. And so our mind can drift. You know, we can't deny that our mind is going to drift away from the things that are of Christ, the things that are above, you know, the things of God. And so instead of trying to figure out how to start doing the right things again if if we maybe we've gotten off of track of of walking this this grace walk of walking in Christ instead of saying okay i've been doing some bad things now i need to start doing some good things again let's set our mind on Christ on the things that are above again realizing all the things that Christ has done for us that god took away the things that were against us, nailed it to the cross. Now we've been made alive with Christ. And then uh, we will we'll understand and we'll start walking again in, in the way that we should go. We'll get more into that as, as we look ahead in Colossians 3. There's some good things about putting to death uh, the deeds of the flesh, our members which are on the earth. But focusing here on the first few uh, verses in Colossians, I think there's, there's a lot of good stuff in here, Mike. Well, absolutely, and and you know where we left off, even in, in chapter two, Joel, I think around verse twenty, you know, if if we, we were talking about how we were uh, we were dead and Christ made us alive, uh, before we were made alive, we were made dead. Uh, if you died in verse twenty of Colossians two, if you died with Christ from the basic principles of the world, why, as though living in the world, do you subject yourselves to? Regulations. <laughs> Subject yourself to regulations. Do not touch, do not taste, do not handle. All concern, uh, which all concern things which per perish with the using, according to the commandments and doctrines of men. Why are you doing that? These things indeed have an appearance of wisdom and self-imposed religion, false humility, and neglect of the body, but are of no indulgence. They are of no value against the indulgence of the flesh. Yeah, that's what a heavy passage that is. I mean, you talk about coming against legalism, as as we would call it today. I, I'm not sure the word legalism is in the Bible, but uh, when when we take a look at what Paul is talking about here, uh, again, religious people usually will come around 
judging you for certain actions that you're doing or things that you're not doing. And um, I, I, like Paul said, they're, they're really of no value against the indulgence of the flesh, even though there's this, this false humility that can take place. Um, people feeling uh, sort of self-righteous, I guess, at being able to sort of look down upon others as, as uh, you know, not being as good as they are. Well, yeah, when you look at this phrase, uh, the principle, the basic principles of the world, <laughs> I mean, what does, uh, you know, what do you think about when, when just that phrase by itself, I mean, what does it make you think of? I know for me, you know, the basic principles of the world, when I used to look at that, I go, well, you know, the world, they're smoking, they're chewing, they're, uh, they're out there drinking, they're out there doing all kinds of bad things, and, and they're not going to church, and, and, and they're following the basic principles of the world. <laughs> and then you go on, and, and you read uh, what Paul is talking about. What is, how does he define the basic principles of the world? What's he talking about? As you read, Mike, here's the basic principles of the world. Uh, when we subject ourselves to regulations like do not touch, do not taste, do not handle, do not this, do not that, do this, do that, which all concern things which perish with the with when they're used and, and according to the commandments and doctrines of men, all of these things, that's the basic principles of the world. And, and so, <laughs> I mean, it is contrary to what m- many people in the church think of when they think about uh, the principles of the world. Well, Joel, here's part of the problem, and, and Paul goes on to talk more about it as we start chapter 3 of Colossians. Uh, if you set your minds on even not doing A, B, and C, whatever that may be, uh, don't touch, don't taste, don't handle, uh, the, these things that perish with the using, you're constantly setting your mind on those things, mm-hmm. even if it's not doing those things, whatever they may be, that, that is against... Uh, you know, the religious flesh, <laughs> uh, you can't help but think about those things. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what the law does. You, you, you set your mind on trying not to do things, and what does it do? It causes you to be drawn to do them. That's right. So Paul goes on. He says, if you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above. Not this other stuff. Or, uh, so seek above, where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth, for you died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. Mm, you died. Remember that we died. You know, when to these principles of the world, when we were in Adam, all of these things were the things that we were alive to in Adam before we came to Christ. You know, the the things that we were born into, the principles of the world, regulations, commandments, doctrines of men, and all of these things, we died. We died. We literally died. We were crucified with Christ. And now, having been made alive uh, again, as we've talked about from from chapter 2, our life is hidden with Christ in God. And then, I love this, verse 4, when Christ, who is our life, appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. We're talking Christ is our life. So, our life, that this would be opposed to our, our life being trying to set our minds on what I'm not supposed to do versus what I'm not supposed to do. Rules and regulations. Our, Christ is our life. That's what we set. That's who we set our mind on. You know, things above, not the things on the earth. And and that helps us to move on to the verse uh, verse five to put to death 
uh, our members which are on the earth, or as the NIV says, you know, the deeds of the flesh. You know, all, you know, all these deeds, uh, evil deeds that we would do, aren't put to death by trying to do it or, or trying to do good and trying not to do evil, but it's by setting our mind on Jesus Christ and the, the things of heaven, not on the, the things of the earth. Well, I can, I can testify, Joel, along with many others, that part of uh, my struggle as a Christian for many years was trying not to do all the time. And focusing on not doing what's wrong did not lead me to victory in my Christian life. Anybody uh, say amen to that? I'm sure there's a lot of people out there. Maybe you're just beginning to understand this, maybe maybe even walking in it a long time, but you understand that, you know what, I've tried and I've tried and I've tried and I just can't do it. And then you just, you know, step back, take a breath and understand, you know what, all right. And really, I think God wants to get us to that point where we just give up and we understand, okay, I can't do this. And so we simply, we return to the simplicity that's in Christ Jesus, just setting our mind on him and letting his life, letting him live his life through us. Well, I'm Joel uh, Brzezinski, along with Mike Kapler. Uh, this one's come to an end again. These things go by quickly, Mike. And uh, if you want to get a hold of us for any reason, feel free to check out graceroots.org. That's my website. And also, uh, you can send a quick email. All the information is on the website. But graceroots at gmail.com, another, place, another way to get a hold of us. I'm Joel, along with Mike. Back again next time with more talk about growing in grace. You've been listening to Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Baruzaki, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ.